This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchem Abam, welcome everyone to tonight's Dafish. We're learning Mesechta Yevamois. We're up to Daf Tezvav, and we're going to start five lines from the bottom on Yedalet Amad Beis. The, the sugi over here is, did Beishamai continue to follow their own ruling, or did they defer and ultimately paskin like Beis Hillel? Now, why would they have paskin like Beis Hillel? There are a number of potential factors. One factor, uh, the Gemara on Yedalet Amad Aleph told us that a baskal, a heavenly baskal, what's amazing actually is... Uh, I was in Baltimore for Shabbos and I was learning with someone who was learning Daf Yoimi. So I was telling him I'm learning in Daf Shavua, you know, about the, uh, the Baskal. So he said, guess what? The Gemara in Erevin that we just learned on Shabbos talks about the Baskal. So that's pretty amazing. So the Daf Shavua and the Daf Yoimi people, they, we could actually get along. And uh, we see that it, it complements each other. But it's quite amazing. Um, actually, you know, last week's blot... Um, Daf Yud Gimel was Loisus Goydudu, which is Parshas Re'eh. And Daf Yud Dalid was the Daf Yoimi of the week. So, you know, every blot has its Hashgacha Pratis. But, but uh, an interesting uh, point I would rather say is, why would Beishamai have deferred to Beis Hillel? Well, the Gemara tells us that a heavenly voice cried out that Allah is like Beis Hillel. Now, the Gemara says that if... They Shammai deferred after the Baskal. The reason why they deferred is because of the Baskal. If they deferred before the Baskal, then they could have deferred because Beis Hillel was the Roiv. And uh, the Holchen Achar HaRoiv. But there's another possibility that the reason Beis Shammai deferred to Beis Hillel is because of Leis to do. So there are actually three possible reasons why Beis Shammai, and we never really got into this before, there are actually three possible reasons why Beishamai could have deferred to Beis Hillel. Either because of the Baskal, or because Beis Hillel is a Roiv, or so as not to violate Leisus Godu. Now, it's not clear, it's not for sure that Beishamai deferred to Beis Hillel. It's Machloikis, Rabbi Yochanan, and Reishlakish. Rabbi Yochanan says Beishamai stayed strong and they did follow their opinion. Reishlakish, on the other hand, holds they did not. Right? If, in other words... When Reish Lakish asked, what about Loisus Goydudu? And Rabbi Yochan said, what do you mean Loisus Goydudu? What about Beisham Beis Hillel? So Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion Beisham, I followed their opinion. Reish Lakish was of the opinion that uh, they deferred, and therefore they didn't violate Loisus Goydudu. And that's the Machloikas, Rav and Shmuel. If you remember, Toysvis on Daf Yudalit brought that there are many rayas in Shas that Beishamai followed their opinion, most notably in the beginning of Brachas that Rav Tarfain leaned when he said Shema, this is the second Toysus on Daf Yudalit, that Rav, Rav, Rav Tarfain leaned when he said Shema in accordance with Beishamai, clearly Beishamai did maintain his opinion. But Toysus says ultimately the conclusion of the Gemara will be Beishamai did follow their own opinion, but the Gemara is sort of going through it. Okay, let us now... Um, Begin. We're on Yodadam Abayis, five lines from Banim. Tashma, Dom Rabbi Yochem and Nuri. Rabbi Yochem and Nuri said, Heich halacha zu ravachas bi Yisrael. How is this halacha, how should this halacha be disseminated in Klal Yisrael? In other words, we know that Basil says, Saras Erva is Asr. Not only is it Asr, it's an Isr 
Adairaisa, it's an Isarkares, the children will be. Mamzerin, on the other hand, Beishamai says, Tsaras Erva, is Mutter to do Yibum to. So what should we do? Nasik the Beishamai, if we're going to follow Beishamai, have Lad Mamzo, the Beishilo, according to Beishilo. That marriage will produce an, uh, produce an illegitimate child. Nasa Kedivrei Beis Hillel, if you're going to follow the opinion of Beis Hillel, Havlad Pogum Ledivrei Beis The child will be improper. Pogum means deficient. The child will be, uh, have a pigam. Why is that? Because according to Beis Hillel, this, this woman is Muteres Lashuk. On the other hand, according to Beis she is According to Beishamai, she's zakuk liyibam. Now, if she doesn't do yibam and she marries Lashuk, what's going to happen is she's violating a lav. What's the lav? That was the discussion on Yud Gimel Amid Beis. Leisia eishes hames hachutza leishzar. She can't go marry Lashuk according to Beishamai. She's zakuk liyibam. Now, so whoever she marries is a union of chayvei lavin. So Chayvei Lavin will not produce Mamzerim, but the child will be a Chalal. They are Chalalim Le'inyin Kahuna, the product of a Yivama Huzakak Le'ibam, and a guy who's not supposed to marry her, is that the child is a Chalal. Now, so according to Beishamai, this the children are Pagam. So Kedivrei Beishila, in other words, Kedivrei Beishila, Naseh, to the Divrei Beis Hillel Nasa, excuse me, Nasa Kedivrei Beis Hillel, Avlad Pogum, the Beis Shammai, to follow the opinion of Beis Hillel, the Vlad is going to be deficient according to Beis Shammai. So either way you slice it, it's not going to be good. To do Yibam, it's going to produce Mamzerim. To marry Lashuk, it's going to produce Chalalim. So Rabbi ben Nuri had an einfal. Bayu unasakin lohen litzorois, let us enact for the tzorois yuchotzes, let us yamos, do chalitza to her. Don't do Yibam. So according to Beishamai, she's not marrying Lashuk when she's Zakuk. According to Beis Hillel, you're not marrying Chayvi Lavin. And as uh, I had a Rebbe who came from Scranton, would say everything is hunky-dory. Everything is great because it solves all the problems. And now... I'm sorry, but it doesn't solve all the problems because you go back... What happened to when they... Five, six generations before and they allowed it and they were mandarin, they continue to keep coming along. So how do we stop that? Because you go back in time, there are going to be mandarin that were there. So how do you how do we address that issue? Okay, very good question. In other words, you're only addressing the, the issue right now. What about if uh, in the past somebody followed the opinion of Beis Hillel and the woman uh, or Beis Shammai and somebody married the Tsaras Erva, what are you going to do with them? I don't know if we're going to solve that. You know, you can't solve all the world's problems. However, this was a potential takana, at least mikano lahaba, from here and on. This would take care of any issues from here and on. Maybe in the past, maybe we'll have to rely on the fact that Moidiyam, uh, like the Gemara said uh, on the top of the page, maybe they, they made it known. But at least, uh, what do you want to say, Philip? You want to say something? Who, who said they even had a Malfoikus in the past? Meaning that 
Right, so what, what was going... Okay, the question is, but who was it clear like? And if it was clear like one of them, then who changed, right? I guess that's, uh, that's always a question. But it was accepted, but it was accepted, so it's not a problem. But they were, they were intermarried? Mm-hmm. Right, then also they were intermarried? I don't know. I hear. I'm not sure. But uh, at least in Mikana Haba, we're going to take care of the issue. And the Gemara says, they, did not, they were not successful in uh, bringing the matter to completion. In other words, into uh, uh, allowing this Takana to go into place. Until uh, the hour was too late. And in other words, it was too late. Now what was too late? What does it mean it was too late? L'chayra, the pshat is, by the time they got around to it, the Baskal cried out, the halacha is like Beis Hillel. And, in other words, Rabbi Yochem and Nuri's suggestion was to sort of take into account both opinions. But uh, all of a sudden, they heard a voice crying out from heaven, uh, wait a second, uh, the halacha is like Beis Hillel. Now, Amr Rab Shem Gamliel. Rab Shem Gamliel said, Ma nasa lohem letzar sarishonus meyata. Ah, what are you going to do to the original Tsarais? This is what Michael was saying. What about the original Tsarais who did Yibum? And their children are Mamzerim. If you're going to establish the Halacha, that you're not allowed to do Yibum. I believe it's slightly different than what you're asking with Michael. And that is. Beishamay at one point in time said the halacha that you do do yibam. According to the opinion that they deferred, then what are you going to do with in the interim uh, between the time they gave the shir and they deferred? Iamrit bishlama asu. If bishlama, if Beishamay followed their own opinion, hainu dekamar manasa. So now we understand what Rav Shem Gamliel meant. What are we going to do in the interim between the time Bishama issued their ruling and Rav Yochem Ben-Nuri uh, would make a takana? In other words, this takana is not going to take care of all the instances where Bishama's ruling was followed. But this, that, that's, that's the concern. In other words, if Bishama followed their own opinion, the concern would be what is going to be with all the women who all the tsaras ervas that married before Rabbi Yochanan Menuri issued his takana that you do chalitza to them. But if Beishamai never followed their own opinion, then what exactly is Rabbi Shingam Leo all worked up about? Oh, what are you going to do with all those women? What women? Beishamai never said such a ruling. He never followed this psaq. If you're going to say they didn't do, they didn't follow their opinion, my manasa, what does it mean? What are we going to do? In other words, Rosh Gamliel said, Houston, we got a problem. The problem is that um, Rabbi Yechven Nuri wants to solve every situation by instituting chalitza to take care of everybody. But what do you, how is that going to help? But by the time that hakana is made, you're going to have all kinds of tsaras erva who ended up getting uh, married. Now that only is a problem the fact that we, we, we have a concern means that in fact Beishamai followed their opinion because Beishamai never followed their opinion. What are you getting worked up about? Amar of Nachman bar Yitzchak. 
So Menachem by Yitzchak said, This was not needed. Meaning, Rav Shungam Leo's concern was really like this. Really, I'll tell you, Beishamai never followed their opinion. And Beishamai said that Saras Erva cannot get married. But what are we worried about? We're worried about the Tsara herself. Now, the Tsara herself, according to Beis Hillel, what is, goes to the Shuk. Now, what would Beishamai have said? Beishamai deferred, and he deferred to Beis Hillel that what that she goes l'shuk. But once Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri came in and said, "No, let's just do chalitza." So then, listen to this: Ela l'tzara atzma, uma nasa. What did Rishon Gamliel mean, and what are we going to do? Hachi kamer, hanoch tzara is to Beis Hillel. These tzara to Beis Hillel, lebeishamai hechi navid. What are we going to do according to Beishamai? Again, Beishamai originally retracted. And Beishamai said that the Tzara could marry Lashuk. But once Rabbi Yochimah Nuri was Masak in Chalitza, that means Rabbi Yochimah Nuri is, so to speak, preserving what Beishamai would have said, which is that Be'etzim Shizakuk Le'ibam, and this is a valid Chalitza. So now, according to Beishamai, the woman's chalitza is a valid chalitza. So Rabbi Yochem Menuri is saying that let's, let's be masakin chalitza for this woman. But wait a second. Yesterday she already married Lashuk, right? Think about it. Beis Hillel said she's mutter Lashuk. Beishamai says, look, I would have said she's zakuk li'ibam, but I'm going to defer to Beis Hillel that she's mutter Lashuk. And they gave her a heter to marry. Yankel. And then Rabbi Yochamanuri comes in and says, Well, wait a second, we're making a universal takana that Sarah Sarva needs chalitza. So she's going to have to go to her husband and say, Listen, husband, we could stay married, but according to Beishamai, I have to go get chalitza from the brother of my uh, deceased husband. So what are you going to do? Lebeishamai if we're going to tell the women, oh, why doesn't the husband say, oh, go get chalitza, you know? So she's in the middle of cooking him cholent, and she says, wait a second, before I put in the kishka, I just have to go get a chalitza. So what do you think he's going to say? We would have said, just make sure, you know, the, the kishka is well done by the time Shabbos comes. Elamai says the Gemara, L'chaltzu, if you're going to do chalitza, mimasya govrayu, she will become disgusting to her husband. How will she become disgusting to her husband? Why will she become disgusting to her husband? Because it, her husband is going to feel that in a way she is zakuk to somebody else. And she needs to be released from that. So it's going to affect the relationship. Um, and if you're going to say, okay, let her become disgusting, what's let Rabbi Yochem ben Nuri make a takana that you need chalitza? Elamai shall become disgusting, so she'll become disgusting. Says Gemara, no, that is not okay. The Torah's ways are pleasantness, and all of her pathways are peaceful. In other words, the Torah would not require something to disturb the marriage of a couple. So since the couple got married, 
Now, why did the couple get married? Because Beishamai deferred to Beis Hillel, and Beishamai says, I agree to you, Beis Hillel, uh, that she is Mutaras Lashuk. And now Rabbi Yochan is going to come in and make his takana about Chalitza, so it's going to disrupt marriages that already took place. So really, it could be Beishamai deferred to Beis Hillel. I, what are we worried about? We are worried that it's going to disrupt marriages that already took place. Okay, next proof. We're going to try to prove regarding did Beishamai uh, follow their opinion or did they defer? Tashma, Damar of Tarfain, Tiviani, I desire, I want, I look forward to. Masai Tavay Tsara Sabasayadi, when will the Tsara of my daughter fall to me and I will marry her? Rav Tarfan says, I have a taiva, I desire to marry the tsara of my daughter. I can't wait until, Pashib Shad, I can't wait until my brother dies. And the Rishayinim have a different approach here, but let's learn Pashib Shad. I can't wait until my brother dies, and I can marry Tsaras Habas. Says the, so what does that show? Obviously that shows, Beishamai, Rav Tarfoin must be following the opinion of Beishamai, who, who says that Saras Habas Mutaras. So if Rav Tarfoin is following Beishamai, Beishamai must have said and maintained that Saras Arvaz Mutar. He meant not that I can't wait to marry her, but I can't wait to marry her off to somebody else in, in, um, in accordance with the opinion of Beis Hillel, because Beis Shammai would say she's Zakak Le'ibam, and what Tarfin is saying is, I can't wait, since Tsaras Erva, or Tsaras Bitoi is Osir, I can't wait to marry her off to someone else. So the Gemara asks, what? The fact that he said, I can't wait to, means he's awaiting something which is unusual. Why is this unusual? That's the opinion of Beis Hillel, that Saras Erva is not Zakuk Li'ibam, and therefore if her brother dies, she would automatically go Lashuk. What's he anticipating this like unique opportunity or, or moment? This is the standard halacha. Says the Gemara, Didn't he say, I can't wait, I desire? And if it's like Beis Hillel, what's the Chiddush? Everybody is knowing this way. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. No, not everyone, because Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri would say she's, she needs to get chalitza. And Rav Tarfin was saying, I can't wait to demonstrate that she would not need chalitza. Okay, Toshma. Maseb, Gamliel. There's a story with the daughter Ram Gamliel. Shehoisa Nesua Le'aba. Achiv. Ram Gamliel's daughter was married to his brother Abba. Umeis Bloibanim, Abba died without kids. So now obviously he must be following Beishamai. And clearly Beishamai must have followed his own opinion. From Gamliel is uh, according himself that way. Says Gemara, what? You think Beisham, do you think Ram Gamliel was a follower of Beishamai? Right, we know Ram Gamliel was actually a descendant of Hillel. He was a student of Beishamai? Rashi says, uh, Says the Gemara, The 
the daughter of Ram Gamliel was an islandess, and therefore she was never married to his brother because it was a mekachtos. So that's how Ram Gamliel was able to do yibum to the tsaras bitai. Says the Gemara, wait a second, but in the Seifa, Hamid, Igtani Seifa, from the fact that it says in the Seifa, Achirim Oimrim, others say, Bitai Sharam Gamliel Islandis, how you saw that the daughter of Gamliel is an Islandis, that implies that the Reisha has an approach to understand why Ram Gamliel was able to marry Tsaras Erva, even though the Bitai was not an Islandis. That has to be according to Beishamai. Meklal the Tanakama Savar, Lav Islandis Hoysa. That means the Tanakama Savar, she's not an Islandis. And if she's not an Islandis, how in the world would Rangamliel have married Saras Bitai? If not for the fact that Rangamliel held like Beishamai, and clearly then Beishamai held like Beishamai. Beishamai followed their opinion. Says the Gemara, three answers. You know what? Everybody agrees that she was an islandess. But the Tanakama holds that the situation was she was found to be an islandess. And it's a Mekachtos. And that's why he married Saras Bitai. And Achirim say, no, Shahoyu, islandess. Islandess Hoysa, she was. We knew she was an islandess. <clears throat> but even though we knew she was an islandess, she still potters, uh, she still does not potter the tsara, <clears throat> like we had a tsara earlier, that even by Hikarba, an islandess would, an erva that's an islandess would not potter the tsara, because Asher Teled says an islandess does not even fall to Yivam. Meaning, both the Tanakama. And Achirim say we're dealing with an islandist. The only difference is, according to the Tanakama, only if a, an islandist that we didn't know about and is a Mekachtos would not exempt her tsara. And the Achirim say no, even an islandist that you recognized was an islandist would not exempt the tsara. The Baisema, another pshat, both opinions learn. Let's see the Rashi. Oh, one second, I'm sorry. The Baisema. <laughs> the difference between them is if first you married the tsara, and then you divorced the erva. That's the difference. The Tanakama says that by divorcing the fact that your brother divorced your daughter before he died, even though at the time that he was married to your daughter, he was also married to someone else, and there were tsaras. Your daughter, the tsara is mutter, because he divorced the erva in the end. And that's why the Tanakama holds that the tsara is pater. And the Achirim say, no, that type of situation, the tsara would be asr, because they were co-wives for a certain amount of time, and the only reason that they're not, uh, the tsara is mutter, is because she was an islandess. Again, both opinions. Ram Gamliel definitely was meyabim the tsara. Achirim say it's because she was an islandess. So the question is why? What is pshat in Ram Gamliel if she wasn't an islandess? So the first, isn't it because he holds like Beishamai that tsaras erva is mutter? So the first answer is no. 
First answer is <coughs> the, he was miyabim the tsara because the bitoy was found to be an islandess and a mekachtas. The second shot is no, the, really we're not dealing with a bitoy islandess. We're dealing with bitoy that was divorced before uh, the yavam died, and the acherim say divorce is not going to solve the problem because if they were ever together in the uh, married to the same person. Even before he died, even if he later divorced her, that would be Yitzharas Arva. And the reason why it's not is because she's an islandess. And the third answer is, You know what the difference between the two Perushim and Wairam Gamliel married Tsaras Arva? Here's the following situation. If somebody marries a woman on condition that she doesn't have two noses or three ears. And it turns out he marries her and she has two noses or three ears. <clears throat> so the Kedushin is Batal. However, what if he has Bia? What if he lives with her? Then there's a Svara to say, Ein Adam Bayel Bi'ilasai or Isa Bi'ilasai Bi'ilasnus. Even though the guy made a Tanai and the Tanai was unfulfilled, but if he lived with her, then we apply the rule Savar Vakibel. He must, he, he knows about the fact that the stipulation was unfulfilled and he accepts her as she is because otherwise what will be with the Bia? So the Tanakama says, Yesh Tnai That if you marry a woman out Tnai, that she doesn't have a mum or she doesn't have Nadarim. And if she does have, the Tnai is effective and it's a Mekach Tais. And Rabbi Gamliel's brother had a Tnai with Rabbi Gamliel's daughter. And it was not fulfilled, and therefore the daughter was never the wife, and therefore the tsar is mutter. And Achirim say, no, the Tanai is not going to help the Bia, because if he did Bia, it's, the Kedushin is Chal, because they know the Mois will be lost, be lost, nos. And the only reason why Rangamliel is Miyabim the Tsara is because the Erva was really an islandess. Meaning, we have uh, three ways to, to skin the cat over here. Number one, even the Tanakama holds that she was an islandess. But the difference is, uh, the brother didn't know about it, and the Acherim say, even Hikarba, islandess, were not Asr Tzara. Or the Tanakama holds reason when Gamliel is Miyabim the Tzara, is because the brother divorced the Erva before she fell to Yibum. Before the Tzara fell to Or the reason why Gamliel is Miyabim the Tzara is because the Retroactively, the daughter was never married to his brother because there was a Tanai that was unfulfilled. Next, Masiv Rav Masharshia. Rav Masharshia asked the question, Maisa Rabbi Akiva, there's a story about Rabbi Akiva. By the way, for you Dafyoimi people out there, this is Erev and Davzayin. Maisa Rabbi Akiva. Zachariah, we have a new we have a new plug for Dafa Shavua that you can learn. You're learning Daf Yomi anyway while you're doing Daf Shavua. Uh, they didn't think of that one anyway. Masiv Rav Masharshia. Maisiv Rabbi Kiva Shalikeid Esrog Be'echad B'Shvat. Rabbi Kiva was gathering a Esrog on the first day of Shvat. Year one, we know you give Maiserisha Maiser Shena. Year two, Maiserisha Maiser Shena. Year three, Maiserisha Maiser Ani. And the cycle repeats. This was year two going into year three. And it was Be'echad B'Shvat. 
V'noag boy be'ezi surin. And Rabbi Kiva was giving two meisers. Echad k'devei be'ezi One, he was giving meiser ani, because according to be'ezi it's already year three. Because according to be'ezi Echad b'shvat is Rosh Hashanah li'lanois. The Echad k'devei be'ezi Hillel, and he was giving meiser sheni, in accordance with be'ezi Hillel, that it's still year two until two b'shvat. Now, if, if Rabbi Akiva was taking off Meiser to fulfill Beishamai and Beishelel, clearly Beishamai followed his own opinion. Otherwise, why would Rabbi Akiva follow opinion that the person themselves didn't follow? Says the Gemara, no. Really, Beishamai deferred to Beishelel. The question Rabbi Akiva had is, what does Beishamai hold and what does Beishelel hold? We don't know who holds what. Is Beishamai the one who says Echad Beishvat? Or is Beishelel the one who says Echad Beishvat? Says Gemara, Rabbi Kiva Gamre Yistapika. Rabbi Kiva was Mustapik about the Halacha. Velayad, he didn't know. He Beishilah beEchad Beshvat Amor. Is Beishilah the one who said beEchad Beshvat? And in that case, it's already a Meiser on a year. The third year began. Ay, but Tu Beshvat Amor, or maybe Beishilah said Tu Beshvat, and therefore it's still year two. A little further. Masiv Marzutra. Marzutra asked the following question. Maisa. This is Gemara Sukkah Dav Chavchas. The Yolda Kalasa Shoshame Zakin. The daughter-in-law of Shame the Elder gave birth. So now, she has a little baby. But it's Sukkis. Now out her, a woman's not Chayiv in Sukkah. But what about the baby? Are babies Chayiv in Sukkah? Now, adults are Chayiv in Sukkah. What about children? If they're over the age of Chinuch, they're also Chayv and Sukkah. What about less than the age of Chinuch? It's not like this Beisham Beisillel. Beisham, I says, as long as he could be Mekayim the Mitzvah, a child needs to sin a Sukkah. And Beisillel says, no, so long as a kid needs his mother, he's, he, you do not, uh, he's not Chayv and Sukkah. Now, even Beishami would agree a baby is not chayv and sukkah. You have to be able to make the mitzvah. But the pshat over here is, the mother, since she was with the baby, she had another kid clinging on to her, who was not of the age of chinuch, but according to Beishami would be chayv in the sukkah. So what did Beishami Hazakin do? He diminished the roof, the maziva, the gutter. In other words, he diminished the roof. And he covered the bed. He puts chacha bishvil katan for the katan. Now wait a second. But I thought Beishamai deferred to Beishillel. So why would why would Shamai Hazakin insist that a child sit under the schach? But even Shammai, I thought Shamai deferred to Hillel. Shmami no asu. Says the Gemara. No, Hasam, Haraya Oimer. There, the onlooker would say, that he's not doing it, that Beishamai is not doing it because they follow their opinion. Beishamai is doing it to get more ear for the mother or the child. But wait a second. What has this got to do with the price of tea in China? I thought the Gemara said on Daf Yudalid that the reason why 
Beishamai deferred to Beis Hillel is because of the Baskal. So Beishamai deferred to Beis Hillel because of a Baskal, or because they were a Rav, then what in the world does it have to do with the fact? Why? We're saying really Beishamai deferred. Why? Because Beis Hillel was right. Why were they right? Either they were the Rav or a Baskal. But in this case, they uh, follow their opinion because the onlookers won't see anything suspicious. That's how this Gemara is clearly mashma that the reason why Beishamai deferred is because of Leisus Gaidadu. And in a case where people are not going to realize why Beishamai is being makbid on uh, the kids sitting in the sukkah, there's no Leisus Gaidadu because people are going to think he's doing it for air. In other words, the Gemara before said Beishamai deferred because of a baskol, because of a roif. And this Gemara seems to be saying that the reason Beishamai deferred is because of Leisus Gaidadu. I'll let you think about that question. And we're going to pick it up here tomorrow, okay? Rabbi Sai. Any questions? Chedushim, Haaras, Populim? What about the six times that we follow Beishamai? Was there a boss call that said, hey, let's go after him now? For the exceptions to the rule? And also, like, did Hillel, was he not nice during those times? Or. I don't know. I don't know. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.